We have finally made it to Cambodia. I have no idea where I am or really why I'm here. I just know that I'm out of Thailand and out of that sinking island and out of that shite hole and I'm somewhere else. <laughs> and it's going to be exciting because it's going to be something new. So my plane lands in Cambodia. I'm going to pick up where we left off last time. I make it through passport control. At this point, I've been up for almost 24 hours, maybe more, maybe closer to 36 hours. Who knows? I am completely lit. <laughs> Drinking in the airport with a lovely Nordic had really got me to a great place, and then flying had just put me over the top just hit me and combine that with the fact that I had been drinking all night before on the sinking island in Thailand and now we're in Cambodia so when I booked my hostel I had arranged to be picked up and this little man with a sign that said something like king on it because why not you can have them write whatever you want on the sign so I have some fun with it <laughs> my king and uh, he picks me up at the airport and we walk outside the airport down the street because he didn't want to go into pay the toll to get in and awaiting me is a lovely tuk-tuk and see him reap as it turns out is the land of tuk-tuks you think you've seen tuk-tuks you ain't seen nothing yet until you get to see him reap and they have little scooters attached to what are like horse carriages. And that's their tuk-tuks. And they drive you around. And they are awesome. Everywhere should have these tuk-tuks. They are so fun. You feel like royalty sitting in the back. Just there, open air, looking around. It's so much fun. And then I get to my hostel, I check in, as I mentioned in the last episode, it is, it is an amazing hostel with an indoor pool and a pool table, a real one. The rooms are great with an amazing bathroom in the rooms, amazing amenities, amazing bed, the sockets and lights next to the bed, everyone had their own, just a great place. I mean, I am in luxury for almost no money. And the best part is the people. So what do I do when I arrive in a new country, in a new hostel, in a new place, and I have no idea what the hell is going on? Well, I go to the bar. So it's time to head to the bar next to the indoor pool. And there I meet awesome people. It turns out that every traveler in Cambodia is awesome. Except for the one that got <clears throat> with the girl that I wanted. But that's another story. Um... The uh, So I go down next to the pool, and I just walk up to some people, get a beer, walk up to some people, and say, hey, where are you guys from? Can I join you for a drink? Yeah, sure. And then we become two, and then we become three, and then we become four, and five, and six. All people from all around the world. And the best part is you will always have someone in your group who's who has been where you are for a while. So some guy in our group takes us out. We have no idea where the hell we're going. And you have to know that the streets in Cambodia, it's basically like, it's its like some sort of dystopian future place. I, I love it, but it's just 
mud and dust covered and no real sidewalks and it's really a lot of chaos and a lot of scooters and a lot of tuk-tuks um it i say chaos now but wait until we get to phnom penh the capital oh my good gosh that's true chaos but sorry i'm staying on track first person here we go in the hostel up for more than 24 hours three sessions of drinking now because the third one being in the hostel my nordic lass is gone she's flown away back to europe on an 11 hour flight i wonder how drunk she was on her plane because she was equally as drunk as i was at the end of the last episode podcast episode and if my flight really made me black out when i went up i only had a 30 to 45 minute flight hers was 11 hours my gosh i wonder what happened to her So, we're in the hostel, see him reap, and a guy takes us out for some food to a place called Happy Pizza. Happy Pizza? Okay, okay, okay. I'm in see him reap. I'm in Asia land. I'm going to a place called Pizza. What the hell is going on here? But Happy Pizzas are happy because they have marijuana oil in them. Cannabis oil. So you eat the pizza, you get full, and you get high. <laughs> and that's my first meal in Cambodia, are these marijuana pizzas. <laughs> like, what the hell? This is awesome. What what a little weird adventure. It turns out that anything in Asia land that has the word happy in it is 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 going to be something kind of special. You're you're going to have a nice ending. <laughs> so we all go there and drink and eat pizza and uh, get a little buzz and we have a great great time. And then he takes us down the main drag and see him reap. And the main drag at night turns into a pedestrian zone, full of music everywhere and everything on both sides of the streets cafe bar pub club cafe bar pub club place to sell things to the girls in your group cafe pub club there's music everywhere there's people dancing in the streets there's even couples dancing and having a lovely romantic time in the streets nobody is harassing anybody no one's trying to get you to buy stuff the only harassment you ever get is if you walk by a tuk-tuk they ask if you want a tuk-tuk ride that's it so you're at peace, and you're having a wonderful time drinking, eating, dancing for no reason because you're you're uncontrollably happy because you had a little visit to Happy Pizza and drinking. You know, maybe there are reasons that you're happy. <laughs> this place is making you very happy. And all along the street as well, they have stalls, street vendors that sell all sorts of things. You have this guy that has a little crepe stand and it's soldered to his or welded to his scooter and he just drives it around and then stops and makes you a crepe. (laughs) You've got all sorts of other stands. Some of them are really big and they have all sorts of crazy neon lights like some sort of Japanese anime about the future. And they have big loudspeakers blasting music and they'll sell you drinks, they'll sell you shots, they'll sell you whatever you want, cocktails, they sell you buckets, like sand buckets of alcohol 
those you have to be careful of because they just basically put grain alcohol in them instead of the alcohol they tell you that they're giving you. Like if they tell you they're going to give you absolute vodka, it's going to be grain alcohol most likely. But you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a time. <laughs> Go with other people in case you black out. But a lot of the stalls also are food. So you don't just have to go and drink. A lot of people don't drink and don't get drunk. A lot do. The food stalls are amazing. So I told you about the crepe one. One of my favorite ones is this rolled ice cream. They get heavy, thick, rich cream, and they put diced fruits in it, like mangoes and peaches and all sorts of fun things. And then they put it on this cold thing, like where they make the crepe on that hot metal circular disc. Well, this is that same thing, but it's cold. It's frozen. They put it on that, and then it freezes and makes like a frosty ice creamy layer. And then they roll it with like a paint scraper. And they put it in a cup and give you some straws, and, or not straws, little, little spoons, little shovels. It's awesome! And they sell all sorts of fried rice, coconut rice concoctions that are weird and interesting and amazing and horrible also. I mean, there's so many things. And let us not forget the bug stands. Oh yeah, baby. I'm talking scorpions on a stick, tarantulas on a stick, cockroaches on a stick. Little tiny worms in a cup. <laughs> it's fun. When you walk down there, how it always seems to happen is you start with a crepe. You get some ice cream. You get some alcohol. And then we get further down the street and further down the street. And then somebody notices the bug cart. And of course you have to go to the bug cart. Because you've never seen a cart full of bugs. Cooked bugs. None of them are alive, sadly. I wish I wish I could tell you they were alive and you got to see them. That would be creepy. But you go up there. And then, one by one, after you have a tequila shot, or two, or three, or four, or five, you start eating the bugs. But I gotta tell you, there's a sad thing about these bugs. These bugs are all fried. Which means it's just a crunchy husk. It's nothing. Nothingness. Just crunchy. In fact, apparently, they they sometimes aren't even bugs. They're some sort of sugary, fake thing that's cheaper than the actual bugs. And it's not even bugs, and you can't tell the difference because a fried bug is crunchy and that thing is crunchy. So feeling a little bit let down by the bugs, but we'll, we'll, we'll get back to the bugs a little bit later. Don't worry. But by this point, we've gotten pretty much halfway down this main street. And this street is, it's just wonderful. It's like perfectly made for the whitey. That's what, that's what I'm calling us foreigners when we're over there. It's like if you got a group of 19-year-olds together and you said, Hey, I want you to make a crazy, awesome, fun place to party and hang out and have a great time. And feel safe at the same time. That's what this would be. And you know, the funny thing is that there were all age groups here. Because this this place draws people to go and see the pile of rocks. We'll talk about those rocks in a moment. <laughs> 
So it's not like you just get 18, 19, 20-year-old backpackers or older backpackers. You get everything from, well, usually you don't get that many 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Um, our group had one uh, later. I'll tell you about that. But they do still range from about 18 to 70 in the city. And it's mostly whitey. I mean, it's mostly foreigners. So everyone flocks to the street in the evenings to have a great time. And so it's not like that stupid sinking islands in Thailand where it's just bros and no hoes. Here, you still don't really have hoes, but you've got awesome bitchin' people. So this street and this place is like, I'm going to say, a bitchin' baby Bangkok. BBB. Bitchin' baby Bangkok. That's what it is. Fun, small, safe. I was going to say cute, but <laughs> cute in a Southeast Asia way. <laughs> it's still very, very, very dirty. Um, and I had so much fun on this street and on this place. It, it's just, it's one of the, the most fun places that I've been to ever, really. The combination of the hostel and the people I met and all these funky places to eat like Happy Pizza and this street with all these crazy things to do. And I'm not even finished, all right, so let me let me keep going. And this street, so you've got all these wonderful people having a great time from about 8 o'clock or a little bit earlier on to about 10 or 11. And then after that, it calms down a little bit and it's just sort of the nightclubs and those venues. And they have really fun ones. But you don't have to dress up to go to them. So you're just casual the whole time in your flip-flops and your shorts and your t-shirt. There's no stress about anything. It's great. And at the end of the street is a tall building, maybe five stories high. And the top three stories are devoted to a bar that on the roof of it has a metal half pipe. So the top two stories are basically open air. And they've got all sorts of games for the whitey, like beer pong, because apparently everyone thinks that everyone is a university student from America and they want to play beer beer pong. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I hate beer pong. I, it's just so stupid. I, I just hate it. I really hate it. <laughs> there are so many more fun drinking games to play. <laughs> but anyway... On the top of this bar is a metal half pipe. A full freaking size metal half pipe. And I don't know if you know this about Asia Land. There's like no rules and regulations about anything. Like if you can build it, someone can use it and drink on it. <laughs> um, so on the two top parts of this metal half pipe are tables where you can go and sit and drink and eat. And they'll bring the pitchers of alcohol to you. Now, how do you get up there? Because there ain't no stairs. There's no ladder. They have a rope. <laughs> One rope for each side of the half pipe. And you climb up the rope. It is incredibly difficult to do. On a shiny metal surface in a city where it's always raining. <laughs> it's so dangerous and the tables are on 
basically the edge of the half pipe and your chairs are on the edge of the half pipe god forbid someone tells an amazing joke and you laugh too hard you'll fall off the side and down the half pipe and they deliver the pictures right there like the girl will come and just put it on the ground of the half pipe up there she, she'll lean up and put it there and you pick it up off the ground and put it on your table <laughs> getting up Getting up is the difficult part, though. Getting down is ridiculously easy. You, you've had a lot to drink, and you just sort of slide down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, most of my injuries... Oh, never mind. No no injuries this night. Let's not talk about them. Um, but if I had never traveled, I have to say, I wouldn't have the injuries that I have now. <laughs> I guess that adds character, though. I don't know. Um... Ask me in six months if I have to get a surgery. <laughs> then I'll, I'll tell you if that was character building. Um, oh, that was a fun bar. That was a fun bar. Now let's get back to the main story. So I wake up the next day. I, I really have no idea what's going on. I, I kind of knew that there were a pile of rocks somewhere, but I'm not re ready to see them. I don't really know. So I wake up and I meet some people in the hostel. And we go out and we explore the city during the day. And basically, it's cool. We go out and we shop and we buy a bunch of useless crap. We book some tours for the next few days. And then we go and we eat and we eat and we eat and we eat. There are so many amazing restaurants here. And when in doubt, order the fried rice. Fried rice will always treat you right. And it's benign. Benign loveliness. Just fried rice with veggies and some eggs in it. Cooked eggs. I have to tell you, there's one dish. I will try everything, and I love to try everything. And we're going to get to an exciting meal experience very soon. But I'll never forget when I... To, in order to get to the street with all the fun stuff on it, you have to cross a river. It's over a bridge. It's cool. They light it up really weirdly. It was fun at night. And when you look at the bridge during the day, people are bathing in the in the river. The river is brown. Dirty, 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 dirty brown. That's the only river there, like for for a long way. There's other water elsewhere, but that's the river, okay? And on the menu is river fish. My god. <sighs> I mean, I remember seeing that menu item as clear as day and asking the guy about it. He's like, yeah, we catch it from the, the river. Like, that river right there? Yeah. Well, my God, man. I do not want to die. I am not going to order that. The one food item that I have never ordered outside of Japan or South Korea, so the places where food's okay, in uh, East Asia. Well, maybe also Hong Kong and Singapore. But anyway, anyway, in Cambodia, I never ordered the fish. Because that's the one thing where I heard so many people getting sick from food poisoning. And they're sick for four, five, six days of vomiting and crapping and feeling like they're going to die. So no fish, no fish, no fish. But everything else, rice with eggs, rice with chicken, 
rice with beef a very creepy looking beef that <laughs> you're wondering if that beef goes woof woof instead of moo moo <laughs> they put eggs all the time on these little mountains of rice that they give you on um, and they are um like soft uh, not soft boiled over easy eggs i forget how they cook them but i think they cook them in water after they crack the egg open and inside it's still uh, very yolky and creamy and you mix it in with the rice and it is so good and there's a dish i forget the name i think is it lock lack i was looking at my photos but i didn't have the name written down i think it's lock lack the food in cambodia at least in cm reap which is you know it's made for the whitey so maybe they changed the food a bit was so good you guys i ate everything but now, let's get to the more exciting food dishes, okay? Not just me talking about rice. and The other things that I ate are actually difficult enough to explain that I'm going to fail explaining them, okay? I, there's some weird shit, and it tastes really fun. <laughs> Go and order it. I managed to um, form an awesome food crew with these twins from Germany. These two girls. Germans? I think maybe you've heard me talk about them a little bit. They're either horrible or awesome, but there's no middle ground. There's really no middle ground. It's like they're going to put you in a camp or they're going to, you know, broast you with a big beer. Um, and these girls were so cool and so fun and just uh, they were up for trying all sorts of foods. And this was sort of my food crew for a couple days where we went out in the middle of the day and we had all these interesting foods. We didn't get the river fish. Um, we tried so many things. And then we found a gourmet bug restaurant run by a Frenchman. Gourmet bugs. No fried bugs here. No. You are going to taste those little bastards. No crunchiness. <laughs> You're going to taste the inside of the abdomen of the tarantula. <sighs> Trauma. Trauma's coming back. So me and the twins, we go to this restaurant. And the dude himself comes out. A French guy who went to Cambodia. It used to be a colony, so it's, they've probably got some agreement where it's easy for him to get there. And... Whew, I don't know why this guy wanted to go to Cambodia to make gourmet bugs. You imagine telling your mom that, like you're in France and you're going to be a baker or something, and she's like, "Oh my God, amazing! You're going to work in a patisserie, or you're going to work in a bakery. You're going to make so many wonderful, tasty French dishes." And he's like, "No, mom, oh no, no, je voudrais bugs. I want to make bugs, please. Bug, mm-hmm, cricket. Yeah, Jesus, trauma. Okay, trauma is coming back." So we go to this place, sit down, and I order one of everything. <laughs> we get muffins with silkworms. We get little sort of cinnamon buns with ants, different types of ants as well. And you see the ants. The ants are like a glazing on top of them. 
We had lightly fried tarantulas just where the outside was fried. A very, very thin fry. Not like a KFC, I'm going to make you vomit it so thick and disgusting fried skin thing. But just thin and light. And when you bite into the tarantula, it's not crunchy. You, you, it's, it's fibrous. You like bite into the back of it. It's fibrous. And just soft and squishy. And they have water bugs. Which look like the cousins of cockroaches. And those are just pan fried. They're not crunchy. You just bite into them and you feel the little legs break in your mouth. And the abdomen is squishy. and <sighs> Trauma. The scorpions on sticks. <sighs> it was traumatizing. And the, the best part is, so the guy comes out and he tells you how he cooks all of these bugs. And he's really proud of how he cooks them all. And he's telling you that you should taste these flavors and this bug and this cricket. Yeah, we had crickets on sticks. <laughs> crickets on sticks. It's like a horror movie. Like some witch in a kid's horror movie feeds them crickets or something and this dude is coming out and telling you how this flavor of the bug complements this with this ingredient that he put on it and you're just looking at him like man what what the fuck are you doing in Cambodia <laughs> some of the best food I've ever had is in France what are you doing making bugs in Cambodia <laughs> Oh my gosh. The meal was oh, it um it, it uh, I got bug drunk after it because the endorphins were flying high. My heart was beating out of my chest. I I had little breakdowns in between each bite of everything. Because you could see exactly what you were eating. There were also these uh, samosa kind of things where you just had minced tarantulas inside with spinach and cheese. <laughs> you couldn't really tell that you were eating a tarantula then, so it wasn't so bad. And the mealworms aren't very nice. They say it's like peanut butter. So it's like peanut butter inside, like crunchy peanut butter. If you think about it like that, actually, it does uh, kind of work. I'm not going to lie. It does kind of work. But it's still terrifying. So by the end of it, I made a video of this, and then <laughs> I was basically just shaking. And, I, and and my eyes are dilated, and I feel like I've had a traumatic experience. <laughs> like I was just run over by a car. <laughs> and I know what that feels like, because I was in Boston. Dumb bitch ran me over. <sighs> oh my gosh. The food, the drink, the party, the music, the foreigners. It's such a fun place. Next up in the adventure was to go and explore the pile of rocks on the other side of CM Reap. I managed to book a full day's tour of many, many piles of rocks. And tagging along was an awesome, bitchin' cool Canadian girl.
and we were about to have a fun day starting at 4 a.m. <laughs> That's where we're going to pick up next time. And I'll see you at Angkor Wat. Cheers.